0: On the Record, with White House correspondent April Ryan.
1: For this installment of On the Record with April Ryan, I mean, I am just fangirling out. I remember as a child watching TV, and um, when we had three networks, and my family used to always tune in to a show called All in the Family, Edith and Archie, and Gloria and Meathead, and uh, you had Lionel and Wheezy and George. I'm talking about all in the family, and who I'm with today is none other than political junkie, (laughs) uh, (laughs) movie maker, actor, I'm fangirling out Rob Reiner. Rob Reiner, thank you so much. Thanks for for having me, me, April. Yeah. So you've got this new movie called Shock and Art. I mean, you are into politics, like, I I, I just can't believe I watch you on the news, uh, making your commentary, and I, I watch you on social media, but you've got this movie about shock and awe, and it's about uh, the moment in time during the Bush years, if I'm correct, George W. Bush years, when we were looking for uh, uh, weapons of mass destruction, WMD, and all that. I mean, I remember those days. I was there. Talk to me about shock and awe.
0: Well, I mean, the thing the reason I wanted to make the movie and, you know, it was very important to me is, you know, I was of draft age during the Vietnam War. Mm-hmm. And when we started to uh move towards invading Iraq, I I thought I I can't believe that twice in my lifetime we were going to go to war based on a lie. And uh, I had done, uh, you know, all of my homework in, in, in the run-up to the war in Iraq, and I know that at the time, you know, the country was very patriotic. At nine eleven it had just happened, and people didn't, you know, the press didn't want to go against uh, the administration. They felt that it would be... You know, called on patriotic, but I knew that it was based on uh, on on untruths. That there was no connection between Saddam Hussein and and Al Qaeda. That there was no uh, proof that the aluminum tubes could only be used to enrich uranium, and that there was no evidence, uh, concrete evidence of WMD. And I I was so scared, I was so upset, I didn't know what to do. Uh, There's a character in the film who has a line where he says, uh, you know, it's like watching your kid run into the street and you feel helpless to stop uh, the truck from hitting him. And that's what I felt like. And I I wanted to make a movie about how we got there, how did the the press get so railroaded by the administration. And I first thought, well, I'll make it as a, a satire, like a Dr. Strangelove kind of Thing I couldn't get a script that I liked, and I tried again uh, in a dramatic way. Couldn't do it, and finally I saw this documentary by Bill Moyers, who was a you know press secretary to Lyndon Johnson, and he he, he highlighted these four journalists from Knight Ritter uh, News who had gotten it all right, who had debunked all of the lies of the Bush administration. And I said, ah, that's my way in. So I made the movie, and uh, you know, as it turns out, I mean, uh, the press uh, to break. Through with the truth at that time was very difficult, but I find that right now we're at a time where it's virtually impossible for the mainstream media, who is really seeking the truth, to penetrate uh, a big chunk of this country who is only fed uh, lies by uh, essentially state-run media and the propaganda that comes out of the White House. So we're in a in that very critical time where the press is un- under attack, It's been called the enemy of the people, uh, fake news and all that. And that's really what the movie is about, the importance of a free and independent press to, uh, to sustain a democracy.
1: But, you know, it's so interesting. And then you use the word shock and awe. And I remember that time um, right. when there were when there were attacks and they wanted to shock them and to have this awe moment when they had these attacks um, at that time looking for or, or to stun them when they were going to invade. So, so, but the, the thing of it is we are now as you 're right, we are now in that shock and awe moment where our democracy, the pillars of our democracy, um, are shaking for the change in how the press is being viewed and back then, you know we were dogged, we were talking about issues of yellow cake and we were and, and the administration didn 't like us. we were talking about you know no weapons have been found, or where are they? They still had um, a working relationship with us versus now—it's we are against you. It's us versus them. What they say is not true, and we are uncovering the truth. How do you really connect the dots in your movie with that? Because it is a different time. I mean, just over the last how many uh, decades this has been, you know? Or it's just—it's it's such a drastic change. How do you connect the dots between then and now with how the change has happened?
0: Well, there's a, the, the, first of all, there's a there's a quote in the in the movie. There's a line that the character that I play in the movie, John Walcott, who was the editor, he says, you know, he was he's talking to his his journalists when they're kind of doubting what they're what they've been reporting, and he said he says that you, there's only one thing you have to think about. He says when the government says something, there's only one question you have to ask: Is it true? And that really is the basis of all journalism, but that now is under attack. That truth is under attack. Um, there are good journalists right now all over this country who are really trying to get the truth out about the, about the Trump administration, but they're being buried under a, a, a lot of, a, very heavy propaganda, and uh, i I get scared. I look at a poll that came out today and they they said ninety percent of all Republicans are supporting uh, Trump, and you go what are, what are we what kind of world are we living in you know it, it, that means that there's you know forty five percent of the country believes what he says and what he is doing and uh, you know I was just down in uh, at the border yesterday, you know, in, in Torneo, um, <clears throat> and you know there was a, a rally there with Voto Latino, and and uh, he, 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 it's frightening to to hear what this this administration is doing. They, they're still they're doubling down on this whole idea of race and 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 race baiting. They've been doing it. He he started with his uh, you know with his uh, birtherism, then he went to. Uh, you know, uh, calling Mexicans rapists and murderers and all that. And there is no crisis at the border except for the one he created. And yet he knows that to his base that plays. So he keeps at it. And what's very disturbing to me, and it's not, I'm sure it's not disturbing to you, I mean, it's not news to you that there's racism in this country. You always know there's racism in this country. But I was under the misapprehension that. We were moving in the right direction towards racial uh, reconciliation and harmony. You know, we had an African American president. I thought, okay, but boy, oh boy, there is a virulent strain of racism that still exists in this country, and it's being uh, given a a, you know a a megaphone by this this president. So everything he does is based on uh, racial division and trying to get and 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 these people who are in his base were frightened to death. They're frightened to death of the fact that uh, the, the, uh, the, the makeup of this country is changing, and, and too bad. I mean, that, that's what makes our country great, that we have all these different uh, nationalities and colors and rape religions and all this stuff. And so uh, it's very scary to think that there's 40 to 45 percent of Americans are still, uh, you know, clinging to this idea of, of white nationalism and white supremacy. It's scary.
1: So, Rob, and this is this is the crazy thing about it. And, and I, let's go back decades. You know, um, I'm 50, and I remember watching you down. You're
0: a young, you <laughs> you're a young baby.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not. But <laughs> but, I'm, but I'm old enough to remember. that I was watching it in real time with my parents. Yeah, and I remember. And, and, and you know, at the time, you know, um, Carol O'Connor was your father-in-law on the show, and right. he was just as racist as they came. Right. I mean, and I remember, and everybody remembers the moment of when when um. Sammy Davis Jr. King. And, and (laughs) (laughs) you know, everybody remembers that, but it wasn't just that. It was how he interacted with George Jefferson, how he interacted, you know, just with people in general, how he treated his wife. He, you know, um, you know, it was, it was just, we were in a different time, and it was tolerated then, but we had move from that. It,
0: it, we, it was we... tolerated, and it was a different time, but i got to tell you that any time Archie would make some kind of racist comment or uh, do something that was completely bigoted, we always called him out on it. We always said, right. this is wrong. This is, you know, it, it was never left unchecked, you know, but the problem we're having now is we've got, he, he, Archie wasn't the president of the United States. We've got a president of the United States who's a racist, and he's not getting checked. The Congress will not check him, and so it's, it's scary, and like you say, the, the pillars are fraying at the edges. I mean, right now the courts are holding, which is, is great, and there is a big chunk of the mainstream media that is fighting back like crazy, but you know, the, 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 justice, the rule of law is under attack, and, and I don't know if you saw that tweet he put out, yes, I'm sure you did, which was the uh, the thing about denying immigrants uh, due process. I mean, yeah. that's, you know, all of these things that he's doing are right directly out of the fascist playbook.
1: Hmm. So when you see this and you speak out, what do you get? What do you get? I mean, you, you got this movie. Are, are you taking, is there a backlash uh, coming? Oh, yeah. No, uh, no. America? They have the country.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know the the forty five percent or whatever that uh, of, uh, you know are in favor of Trump. They hate my guts. You know, I mean, and and I understand that, and and you know, but you know, this country we're at a big. Flex point and whether or not democracy is going to survive. Uh, you know, everybody says, well, you know, we're the greatest country on earth and all that, and democracy has been around. We're the oldest democracy. It's been around over 240 years, but there's no guarantees that it will survive. I mean, we're just hoping that our founding fathers put enough, uh, you know, uh, weight into the Constitution that it'll hold, but. You know, societies crumble and, and we're seeing it being torn away. My belief is that if, if the Democrats don't take back the House in, in November, there's a very good chance that, that Trump will win a second term. And another uh, six years of eroding uh, Democratic norms, uh, you may see a country that you don't recognize.
1: Hmm. Will you ever do a movie on Donald Trump?
0: Well, I mean, the, the movie's being done right now. I mean, we're in it. I mean, it's a reality show that is, you know, it's like a, a nightmare reality show that you don't wake up from. I mean, I, I would think it would take a a long time after he uh, leaves the presidency to have some perspective on uh, if, if we survive, and I believe we will. I, I have faith that we will. There'll be a lot of people writing about it and, and talking about, You know, the time that America came under attack in more ways than one from within in this president and from without and you got the Russian intervention and and so on. It's all designed to to try to destabilize. Uh, western-style democracy. And so far, it's working. You've got a president who attacks our closest allies, our, uh, the people that have stuck by us all these years, and basically uh, in bed with and praising all these uh, ruthless dictators. And I believe that he's got dictator envy. He wants to be one of them. He wants Mm -hmm. to have a country like Putin has where every business uh, runs through him so he gets his cut because he only cares about himself. He only cares about his own pockets. So that's that's what's happening here and it's scary and hopefully uh uh he'll be he'll be uh you know slapped down a little bit here in the midterms and then and hopefully taken out after that but i mean uh, this is really scary stuff for this country and people like you april and 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 a lot of the journalists that i talk to are working very hard to get the truth out to the american public not the alex jones truth not the fox and sinclair truth but the actual truth and so you got to keep at it and I, I applaud you guys
1: well thank you and and the sad part about it is just like you said when you ask for the truth and when you're fulfilling what our founding fathers these white men who probably had slaves didn't know that there was going to be a donald trump as president didn't know there was going to be an april ryan in the press room and didn't know there was going to be a rob reiner um that this, this mega uh mover and shaker in hollywood and in politics you know, they set forth these pieces in the in the constitution for accountability and now you're considered non patriotic for asking these questions when every or or just doing what you do, the freedoms that we have, they're challenged, you're not patriotic. And that's just the crazy piece as you talk about this is a reality show and that's kind of even trite because this is real life and yes. people's lives are affected.
0: Yes, they're affected. Do you see those kids can. at the border? You know, yes. I was down there and and it's 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 beyond nightmares. My wife, uh, you know, her mother was in Auschwitz and her mother, you know, her entire family, they she lost everybody in her family. She was the only survivor. And, you know, you, you say, well, you shouldn't compare to Auschwitz and stuff. You shouldn't compare to Holocaust and Hitler. Of course, not right now. It's not like that. But this is how it started. I mean, Hitler started in the early 30s in 1933. It took him many years of building up up, uh, you know, uh, the, the propaganda machine to make people say, you know something, the reason everything's bad here is because of the Jews. Well, right now he's saying the reason everything's bad here is because of immigrants. Immigrants are causing all your problems. You've got your crime and everything else is caused by immigrants. Well, the truth of the matter is immigrants cause less crime than people who live here, who have been living here. So it, it, it's all crazy. It's all propaganda. And what's weird is that when Hitler uh you know took power germany was in the depression so people were Frightened, and they were scared, and he could play on that fear. Right now we've got this incredible economy. It's soaring, it's roaring, and, you know, low unemployment rate. We actually have more jobs than people willing to fill them. And exactly. still being able to stoke fear. And all that says to me is there is a hardcore strain of racism in this country. It's an it's an original sin, and it has to be dealt with. I've said it many times, but it feels like we're in the last major battle of the system. Civil War.
1: Mm. And with that, you know, you're right. You know, there are people who are saying there are glimpses of the Holocaust. There are glimpses of the Japanese internment camps. There are glimpses of slavery. And for a time such as this, in 2018, we're saying all this. But Rob Reiner, I mean, I'm going to tell you this. When they told me that you were a fan of mine, I couldn't believe it. Um, I'm a kid from Baltimore. I don't know what you know about me, but I'm a kid from Baltimore who grew up watching you and just doing this, stumbling into this job and doing this and I'm so honored that you would give me a moment of your time to talk oh. to me about shock and awe. And before we leave, I want yeah. you to give me the last word on this amazing movie.
0: Well, I mean, I, I, I urge people to see it. You know, it's on, it's on DirecTV now, and it opens in the theaters. I think uh, it's uh, July 13th, and, you know, it's, it's worth seeing because you'll see what the press can do and, and and is capable of doing and needs to do, especially in a time like this. It is more critical now uh, than ever. We open the film with a quote by Bill Moyers where it says, uh, basically, uh, democracy depends on a free and independent press. And I, you know, I just, I pray for the, you know, you people, you, uh, April, and all the people who are... Uh, you know, fighting hard uh, because uh, ultimately the democracy is going to survive because of you guys.
1: Mm. Wow, that's that's a lot of weight on our shoulders, but I guess well, it
0: is. I mean, it is, but we got to keep pounding away because otherwise, uh, you know, we're going to let the the lies and the propaganda take take root.
1: Yeah. Well, Rob Reiner, I appreciate you so much. I hope this is not the last time we talk. You are. Uh, we'll amazing. talk again.
0: Yeah. Thanks <laughs> for having me, April. I Appreciate thank you, it, Rob, Get back in that White House briefing room and give them hell. they—they you know, they <laughs> won't even have briefings anymore. Exactly, that's the way to say it. they're running scared.
1: They, you know, yeah. they don't want the truth out. But yep, nonetheless, yep. I digress. Rob, Brian, okay. thank you so much. With joining me, April Ryan with On The Record. Thank you, Rob. Thank you. With this week's On The Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent, April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On The Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review.
0: On The Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile